Welcome to issue 95 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me tonight is Steve. Hi, Mike. Happy to be here. Happy. Happy? Good. I'm happy, too. Happy. (laughs) And I'm happy partially because we are also joined by my good friend, Daniel. Hi, Mike. Hi. How are you? uh, I'm all right. How's it going? I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Daniel, Steve, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I, I have a quick question apropos of, like, nothing really, Mike. Yeah, sure. What's your favorite birthday cake? You know, I actually never go for the cake. <gasps> I usually oh, get no. some kind of pie or crisp. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So like a, a good apple crisp with whipped cream on top or something? Ice cream, vanilla ice cream is better than the whipped cream. But yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Rhubarb, we do, we do rhubarb a lot. I like that. Rhubarb. How yeah. colonial. Well, it kind of grows everywhere, so. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. But, Steve, why are we even asking this ridiculous question? Well, because as of the date of the release of this issue, it's oh. Mike's birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Thanks, guys. It's it's weird celebrating it this early. That's not this early. <laughs> well, all our listeners, they know yeah. that today <laughs> is your birthday. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Happy birthday to yep. you. This is the big 4-0. Do we sing? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, 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 jeez! I know, I know. You're a baby. <laughs> I didn't realize you were just a child. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right. Can I get a Cree spaceship for my birthday? Absolutely, you can. Awesome. Well, it'll be an apple crisp in the shape of it, <laughs> with vanilla ice cream <laughs> on the side. All right. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, gentlemen. Great way to start things off. Uh, we have shenanigans tonight, I think. I hope. I haven't read the show notes. We will find out. Uh, tonight we're talking about a modular set. That's right. We have actually moved on from Nebula. Guys, what are we talking about? We're, we're still in the Galaxy's Most Wanted box, right? We've got one more set left. We're, we're almost done with the Galaxy's Most Wanted. Uh, but tonight we're going to talk about the last modular set in there, the Cree Militants. Ooh. Uh, that sounds exciting. like a bunch of pushovers. Easy Jumps. peasy. Yeah. Chumps one through eight. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about the Cree in general. Should we do that? Can we? Can we Who please? are the Cree? Yeah. Because we're not talking about the American Indian tribe, the Cree. We're not talking about the people who live on the island of Crete. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about some space alien people, right? They are. If you say so, Steve. Totally different. Totally different. Uh, so the Cree. In the movies, Ronin is a Cree. So if you've watched uh, the MCU's movies, so right? In the in the comics, he's not. Uh, he, oh, he, is. he is as well, right? Oh, but okay. I I was figured the most people have seen the movies; they might not have read the okay. comics. Uh, so the Cree, according to legend, over six million years ago, the Zorians don't ask me who they are because I don't know. Allegedly spawned the Cree, uh, along with all the various humanoid life forms, such as the Skrulls and the humans. From their own DNA. So we have a common ancestry with the Cree. That's why all the various humanoid races kind of are the same because these ancient Zorians. But I okay. don't know who they are. 
couldn't find anything about them except for one line here or there. Sorry, okay. I had nothing on that front. Right. All right. <laughs> so the Cree are a primarily blue-skinned humanoid race, extraterrestrial beings, and they come from the planet Hala in the Pama system, located in the large Magellanic cloud. Okay. Okay. Uh, so they're technically advanced, extremely militaristic, and they eventually conquer every world in their galaxy, forming the Cree empire so there's a couple interesting pieces about these guys the progenitors which also don't ask me anything about them okay we're not talking about them we're talking about the kree these guys experimented on the prehistoric kree uh, and they engineered them by using uh prima materia some cosmic stuff and uh their attempt to turn them into new beings result in the very first race of the inhumans mm. uh, and we have one inhuman in the game at this point two right miss marvel and everybody's favorite teleporting dog oh right i keep forgetting lockjaw's an inhuman lockjaw that's it thank you i forgot his name so before you keep going steve can you talk a little bit about what inhumans are or is that is that going to go on at such a wild tangent that we won't come back here for a while yeah real quick the inhumans are some sort of offshoot of the kree and we're gonna see I mean, that's that's a big deal there. And there's lots a, of them, right? Yes, there's lots of them. They're typically like, they seem like humans or whatever to start with. They're exposed to pterogen gas uh, or pterogen crystals. And then that uh, reveals their latent powers, almost like mutants, like X-Men. Okay, I was going to ask that. If, if X-Men were these, but they're not. Well, they're no. different. Okay, uh, mutants, mutants and inhumans are different. Okay. They're different, right? The mutants... They're like that'll happen during puberty, but an inhuman needs to have pterogen involved in order to unlock their powers. So I see. Yeah, although there is some common. I think you go back far enough. So, and that's that fog that Miss Marvel walks through in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And they right. they form into cocoons. Yeah, and then they break out of the cocoon like a butterfly, and stretch their arms really far to punch bad guys in the face. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so the Kree, um, they can interbreed with other various races similar to their own. And they eventually do this, and they create a second race of Kree with pink skin. So you've got blue Kree and pink Kree. Uh, and eventually the pink Kree outnumber the blue Kree. Oh no, this is, this is Dr. Seuss in the making. <laughs> <laughs> One Kree, two Kree, blue Kree, pink Kree. Yeah. There we go, yep. thank and you. And the war they start... <laughs> I'm assuming there's a war. There's a war, isn't there? There's got to be some wars. War. Yeah, there's definitely. Um, all right, so Cree typically have double your natural strength and durability and endurance and stamina of like a regular human with a similar training. So Cree are just two times better than humanity. Um, they even have duplicate organs sometimes, uh, specific ones. I don't know, two gallbladders, uh, whatever. Um, so they are compatible with humans and scrawls like mating wise and so there are some hybrid Cree, most notably carol danvers captain marvel she's mm. a hybrid in in like almost every universe uh she's a Cree hybrid uh, there's a long list of different marvel universes and you just saw her name in every single one <laughs> so um now there's an interesting piece here the female Cree have this additional ability to manipulate the will of male Cree. And so they can like make the Cree kind of do what they want them to do. So yeah. I don't know if it's any different than human women, but I, apparently it's a real power. 
so what do the male Kree do? Like any terrible oh, men they can't in power. Be as bad as the Badoon, right? Right? <sighs> I, I, I'm going to say they're like as bad. So they hunt down all the female Kree that have this ability, and they force them to undergo this painful procedure. Oh, good lord. That stops that power from triggering, but it also, and um, this in quotes, um, prevents their ability to give and receive pleasure. Basically neuters them, removes oh. their power, and their pleasure centers. So, Really? Really. So, Someone yeah. wrote that? Someone wrote it, and I read okay. it. Sorry. Okay. Well... So that that leads me on to kind of what I was thinking about with these Kree when I was doing a little research um, about them, and I look I look for these comics to to have commentary on actual real world themes and and events and ideas, and so that that right there that story like the sort of patriarchal uh, insecure masculine thing like I think is clearly a commentary on contemporary stuff um when did the kree come out like when when were they part of this comic universe i mean the kree themselves are early because ronin's really early okay right i don't know when they go into the backstory of the race Mm -hmm. well when you're thinking about sort of the soft maleness of you know the 50s through the 70s or whatever um a story like this would make a lot of sense i think but I, i i also like looked at the um this offshoot like duo of Cree called the Reapers. Did you read about them, Steve? I did not. Oh, so like, you know, like the Cree, like they're, they're militaristic, like you said, which I also think is probably symbolic in some way of us. Um, but these, these two Reapers were like everywhere. They, the Cree went and, and kicked butt and like absorbed more species into their empire. These Reapers would go and, like it was, it was illegal what they were doing, but they were basically trying to engineer bioweapons through like weird experiments on the populace of the places that they would take over, right? And so um, everywhere they went, it never really worked. The species just weren't right until they got where? Earth. Earth. Humans yeah. seem to be ripe for the picking to be turned into these awful weapons of war. Um, like we were like easy targets very little effort to manipulate us into killing machines now i imagine i'm going like way way off base here and getting into my like goofy english teacher mode but i feel like the kree are symbolic in a way or that their story their 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 story is their history like their menace you know they've been at war since their beginnings um and i wonder if that you know isn't some kind of commentary on us as the planet country whatever you know like I feel like comics at their best, you know, they're at their best when they're used as stories to deconstruct the human condition. And the Kree might be there to highlight, like, the crap that's in us. You know, the scientific endeavors of those Reapers, I think they speak to that. Um, everywhere they conquer, they experiment on the populace. Largely fail till they found us, like I said. Like, that's that's telling to me. Um, yeah, I and agree. So, and so even then, the, like the Kree, like come down on these Reaper guys because essentially what the Kree did when they made the Inhumans was sort of plant the seeds of their own destruction, right? Like, isn't it, it's an Inhuman uprising that takes the Kree out, right? Or have, have become like an- chief antagonists to them, correct? Yeah, I think, I think. so. It's, it's right? complicated. It's complicated, uh, it, it but like... on which branch of Kree you're talking about. Okay. But the Inhumans were probably 
first invented to be sort of weaponized by and used by the Kree, right? And then they lose control of them. Now, I'm probably digging too deep. I understand that. And I am probably misreading a lot of stuff. I don't know, but I like, you know, I like cautionary tales and I want my comics to tell stories that speak to me on a more thematic level than just find a bad guy and beat him up. We have the game for that, gentlemen. So I, I, I see a lot of interesting stuff in the Cree and like in the movies, I really like, I like Ronan, you know, I think yeah. he's, he's neat. And I like that he's the same guy who plays Thranduil. Yeah. So what is he? Yeah. Lee yeah, yeah. Paste. Oh. Um, and he's sort of the same character. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, you know, I, I read into the Cree like sort of a cautionary tale about what, what that type of militaristic and scientific worldview leads to. And I don't know, probably went far field, but that's, I, that's how I roll. I hope that's the explanation. I hope. Yeah. And yeah, that last probably some of that's true. I think the some whole, of that's gotta be true. Geez. The whole, like, that's how they deal with the powerful women. Like that's so symbolic of. Oh yeah, definitely. The, the male will or lack thereof. So yeah. So that's kind of what I was thinking about with the crew. Steve, what you got a little more for us? Yeah, I got a little more, a little, little lighter. <laughs> Maybe a little more <laughs> well, on here. Thank you, thank you for bringing us back. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna come back around. So, did you know that the Cree militia? has all sorts of various colored uniforms to show what rank they are. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So they're not so colorblind. They're no, they're definitely not colorblind. I mean there's blue ones and there's pink ones and they you know, definitely not colorblind <laughs> at this point. They have a, a uniform that's different colors and they have big different like symbols on their chest to say what rank they are. I found this great old graphic of all the different ranks. Like a private wears purple and white without a symbol. And a lieutenant has like a circle on his chest, uh, and they go right up. I, I think I'll put this image in our show notes or, or share it on our Facebook page. But there's one that looks like Saturn. And, you know, if he's a captain, he's green, and if he's a general, he's got this reddish color. Um, so they have these different uniforms, and those uniforms are resistant to impact. They have this vibratory absorption thing, which helps them in their battles. Um, Coupled with like this refractory coating, it can stave off laser fire. And some of the components of the armor have like self-contained power cores, which can they can set off if in case they're captured. You know, they they can overload it, that kind of thing, so that they don't get taken alive. Mm. Okay. So we'll see in the card art how accurate the art and the titles are to the ranks. Well, what what color does Thanos wear in the movies? You mean um, Ronan? Ronan. No, Ronan, I'm sorry, yeah. Well, he's an accuser, so he doesn't fall under the militia, I don't think. Mm, mm, yeah. no, Judge Dredd. Yeah, it's all black, oh, I think, shit. in the movie. So. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. So, they're all wearing Speedos, and they all blow themselves up. But the bomb this time is in their suit. Not the thong. You're right. There you go. Okay. <laughs> See, this is an advanced species. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, they're... <laughs> That's a good callback. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Aliens are strange. <laughs> I'll always call back to banana. Banana hammocks of doom. Um, there's a couple hey. interesting Cree out there. There's plenty of interesting Cree, but there's some ones that have I thought had some fun names um, that aren't part of this set. There's uh, Captain Marvell, 
who's a Cree, clearly named after the Marvel comics. Uh, there's a Cree named Atlas, which is named after the Atlas comics. There's also one called DC, D-E-A-S-E-A, named after DC Comics. Wait, they actually got away with that? Yeah, DC, DC. So, and the dude ends up um, getting attacked and sort of like left for dead and forgotten. <laughs> so, he, he's not very uh, adept, I don't think. So, <laughs> kind of pick on him. Uh, and then there's one no. Starlin who's named after uh, Jim Starlin, a, a famous comic person, which is kind of neat. So they have all these yeah. interesting names. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Daniel. Hey, that was fun. I feel learned. All right. Should we look at some cards? Yeah, let's take a look. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to guess who goes first. So. All right. So we are going to look at Cree Militants <laughs> from Mike. the Guardian's Most Wanted box. There are nine total cards, four by title. And this is the default set you would play against Ronan. And uh, we're going to have Mike go first. Okay. Oh, awesome. I like this one. This is the Cree Combat Armor. It is an attachment. It is armor traded. Oh, and now I know what the picture is. It's got the, the Saturn symbol on the guy. Okay, so this is their Saturn armor. Attached to the enemy with the highest attack. Reduce the amount of damage attached character takes from each attack by one. Hero action. Spend three resources of the same type to discard this card and it has two boost icons love it love it why do you love it so much mike each attack by one it's just that's huge it it soaks i found it soaks more damage than rhino's armor and all these attacks soaks like oh, it just stays there and finding the three resources of the same type i mean sometimes you'll have it and you won't want to spend it because you've got a really awesome card in there no it, it's fantastic yeah, a lot of times this will end up on the villain, right? Because he might have the highest attack. Um, yes. And then it, it sticks has... around a long time. If it, if it goes on a minion, if it ends up on a minion, eventually you can get rid of it without spending the resources, but it's going to cost you those extra, you know, it's going to take a little bit more to punch through. Not too bad, though. Yeah, I mean, it's fine if you're doing swinging web, web kicks, but you're not doing more than one of those around. Yeah, it, so... really, it really neuters low attack characters yeah, you're not pinging yeah stuff like that now it is each attack by one so squirrel girl might actually get through yeah her enter play ability sure and army of ants things that deal damage that don't say attack on them ignore yeah, this damage right yeah. Yeah. yeah but doreen can't hit him because she ain't strong enough right now it, I, I do like the the theme win here the spend three resources of the same type so if you have captain marvel who's a hybrid Cree and you use her energy channel or mm -hmm. her three, right? She's got one card that does three of the same. She knows the weakness of the armor. She can punch through that armor with just one card, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then Hulk could do it because he's strong. And right. shawarma, shawarma can't because it's just food. Right. Yeah. And this guy's a, and this is a captain's armor, according to the art and the, the little graphic. So no, I was going to ask you about that. Yep. So there's still three tiers above this. It turns out commandos are also captains. Yeah. Hmm. So the Cree commandos, captain ranked, are minions. One scheme, two attack. They are Cree and soldier traded with six health. They have patrol and uh, two boost icons and a special boost. If this activation is an attack, it gains piercing. Hmm. These aren't these aren't chumps. No, not at all. No. 
Not a bit. You have three of them in the deck, so you're going to see them. Yeah. Six health with patrol can really slow down your thwarting quite a bit. Goodness. Yeah, and two attack, so yeah, I think with most of the enemies in this set, it's going to be, you got to get rid of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you have to clear them so you can, just so you can thwart. Now, that's a fun boost effect. If this activation is an attack, it gains piercing, because we do not have many boost effects that apply piercing. We have lots of pierce, but normally you see it coming. Yeah, you definitely don't know if it's coming, right? Oh, I'll I'll defend. I won't defend because I have a, a tough token on myself, and wham, plus two. Ignore yep. that tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I would guess the commando slash captain should be pretty good. They're pretty good. They are pretty good. Is he holding a pulse grenade? I, I thought it was an orange, so he didn't get scurvy on his long space flight. Oh. <laughs> I'm certain that's it. How did we not mention that in the Ed Bonnie episode? Because <laughs> there were no oranges in the art. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> well, uh, let's next? talk about another rank, Steve. Okay, so the Cree Lieutenant. Oh, and they actually have the apt armor for that. Well, the color's wrong, but the symbol's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Cree Lieutenant, there's two of these in the deck. It is a minion with a two scheme, one attack. Seven health. Seven. Cree and soldier. It has guard and stalwart, so it can't be stunned or confused. And it has a special boost icon. If this activation is an attack, this card gets plus three boost icons for this activation. Yep. Yep. Hey, hot tip, if you're playing the Ronin scenario, uh, this activation is an attack, and Ronin's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, every time. In fact, this card hits Thor four times in two turns. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Now, Scarlet Witch can manipulate that, right? Uh, no. <sighs> this card gets them. Okay, yes. If it if she's if she's if it is revealed as an in, like as a boost, it's gonna have plus three boost icons. She could push it up or down by one. Okay. But this yeah, will yeah. not help her if she's using like a hex bolt. This is a zero right. for a hex bolt. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and it's interesting. It's also a zero for a scheme. Yeah. But the lieutenant scheme is better than its attack, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's better scheming than his card is as a boost scheme, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the best minions in the game. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> like, seven health, guard, stalwart. And I like that the two guys we've met so far prevent you from doing anything, right? Yeah. If you're if you're with the commando and the lieutenant, they're patrolling, they're guarding, and, like, you've got to deal with these cats. They are mighty. And that two scheme is just funny. Like, it, it seems like a minor detail, but he's got seven health. You may not want to tank all those extra hits, but he's got two scheme. Just to keep you on guard if you're going to switch to alter ego. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the seven health guard, you, you can't not attack him <laughs> if you want to win. You can't yeah. use him. You can't stun him. Right. Now, he's never going to end up with the Kree combat armor, pro- probably. No. Um, I mean, okay, like... Uh, Standard claw, because claw has a zero attack, yeah. the armor could end up on the lieutenant. If you pull it out in Collector or Hella in one of their special phases where they have a zero attack. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, so there's not many chances of him getting the armor, but the commando, who has a two attack, 
he could get the armor and stick around for a while and get harder. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Well, All we right. got the grunts, Mike. Why don't you take it? Oh, so this is this is interesting. Now that I know what these uniforms look like, we've only got the first three. These are the easy ones. These are the chumps. Yeah. The last three must be in another set. Okay, this is the Cree Private. One scheme, one attack. He's a Cree and soldier traded. Only five hit points. But quick strike and one boost icon with the special boost. If this action activation is an attack, this attack gains overkill. Wow. He's Solid. good too. Yeah, he's good too. <laughs> yep. I mean a quick strike for one is like, okay, whatever. But five health, there's no slouch. It's gonna stick around. I like that all three of them have the keywords covered, you know? Hmm. Yep. The the boost effect on this is uh interesting because you get that you're gonna I'm gonna defend a big attack with a I'm gonna chump block. Uh, oh no, it has overkill, right? So you have to prep for that. So you're planning like, okay, I know there's three privates in the deck. It's probably gonna have overkill, so I'm gonna use my hero because I have a tough Oh no, there's piercing because of the commando. Like it's hit yeah. the set's hitting you every way. Every oh, way. There's plus three boost icons. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think of this set? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I agree. And it's fun to put in other villains. It's fun in Claw. It's fun in Rhino. Yeah. I played a game of Rhino. Rhino has an attack that's like, if it deals damage to you, you're stunned. And it's like, I chump block. And then the private made it overkill, which rolled it over. So now I'm stunned. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a good set. I, you know, I was soured on it because I've only ever experienced it once with the uh, Ronin, and I had no fun in that game. Right. I don't know if that's the Cree or Ronin. I mean, I had fun as a villain, of course, but uh, uh, yeah, I would love to try these guys to to uh, you know bolster the difficulty of a lesser uh, crippling villain. Mm-hmm. I I can't remember if I streamed this game or not, but I had a a playthrough where there was a villain with retaliate they had like multiple armors in the set just how i mixed things up and they had retaliate and the kree combat armor and i didn't have oh. big attacks so it was you're getting hit and you're spending more hits <laughs> <laughs> rhino can have this plus his rhino armor yeah so if you want to if you want to make zola more difficult you put these guys in they get all his various upgrades oh, oh you, wow yeah right um or if you want to shore up Absorbing Man, who has no minions, basically, drop in eight powerful minions against Absorbing Man now. So, you know, that that beefs him up a little bit. So, And, you know, having a, a set like this with a whole bunch of minions makes playing certain heroes more fun. You know, like Thor is really only fun to play against minions, and a lot of our villains don't have many. Right. And so this, this sort of fills out the game for every hero. We're starting to see a trend Sorry. now where there are very, very minion-heavy modular sets. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. do you think we're also seeing a trend of not-so-villain-heavy villain sets? Sorry, not-so-minion-heavy not villain? Yeah. Oh, um, so we need these modular sets to kind of beef up the villains? I'd have to, I'd have to go back and look. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to just tease them out. Sure, sure. Head. Well, yeah, and I think what they do, too, is, like, this set might have been designed with Ronin originally, like, as part of Ronin, and then they said, oh, you know what? We can make this a modular set. Um, I think we heard Caleb mention that uh, way back about Red Skull, where they, mm-hmm. 
they design a whole scenario and then they can carve modular sets out of it. So the design has minions involved in it originally, but then they're like, oh, we just make it a modular set. Now it can go anywhere. So, right, right. Very cool. Well, I think it's a great set. What's your letter grade? I'm giving this bad boy an A. Yeah, this is an A. This is absolutely an A. This is what we want to see. Mm. I hope we get other Cree sets that are like not necessarily the militants, right? I wonder, I wonder what other types of Cree we could get. Well, I want the Reapers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the pink Cree, whatever they are. They could, you know, have a capture mechanic and, uh, and have a high scheme stuff. and have a high scheme. And yeah. Yeah. Mm. Great set. Encourage everyone to put them in Rhino for sure in Rhino. Because I think the patrol keyword is the best thing for Rhino to get. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Since he only ever wins by scheming, oddly, anyway, um, this really makes that happen. Yeah. Now now his attacks is going to be, you know, have some big boost hits, too. So Yeah. The right modular and Rhino expert, he's, he's legit, I think. Well, Mike, how did the good people find us? Whoa, record scratch. What? First things first, Steve, you got something you want to close with? Yeah, I just want to remind folks that we are quickly approaching our 100th issue. This is, what, 95? Um, you can find a survey. We're asking all sorts of questions about your most fun this and what you like and, and that sort of thing. So look on our Facebook page. Uh, it's posted in the various discords under the polls channels. Uh, answer our survey. And if you want to send in a recording of yourself, reading a villainous quote, talking about your favorite scenario, what modular set you like, what set we should put Cree militants in, send us a recording or email us something. We'll read it on the air. We, we want to we wanna hear from the community on our 100th. So, yeah. Do we have a deadline for that? Uh, first week of January? Yeah, right around Christmas time. So you still have a couple weeks. Probably by issue 98. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got three more weeks after you hear this. So. All right. So, three weeks from now. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Mike. How do, they, uh, how do they get a hold of us so they can do those things? Hey, folks. We want to know. We want to hear all of your recordings. And we also want to hear what color uniform the ranks in your private militia use. Email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook, and you can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, Wandering Tuke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Who the hell? Guinness Vell, take us out. For someone who's cosmically aware, you're depressingly clueless.